Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. This week, we're in week number three of a series that we're calling Fundamentals. And in studying for this series, I discovered that the most successful people, really in any area of life, the most successful people are obsessed with the fundamentals. It's almost like they never graduate from the fundamentals or these basics that are in, that are in what they do. In fact, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, hands down, I, like, I'm telling you, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the greatest basketball player of all time. It's not a debate. If you think something differently, then, I, then we will actually offer, I want to encourage you at the end of the service, we will offer some prayer. And so you can come down and receive some prayer. But the greatest of all time, Michael Jeffrey Jordan, he said this. He said, you can practice shooting eight hours a day. But if your technique is wrong, then all you become is very good at shooting the wrong way. Get the fundamentals down and the level of everything you do will rise. And in this series, I want to see your relationship with God rise. That's actually what I've been praying that in 2020, no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, whether, whether you've never made that decision before and, and you're like, I'm just kicking the tires on this whole church, Jesus, God thing, or maybe you've been following Jesus faithfully for decades or you're somewhere in between. What I've been praying is that the, like, that the level will rise, that you'll level up in 2020 in your relationship with God. And what we believe is that's found in the fundamentals. And you need to know this, especially if you're new around here. I know we've had some people over the, next, over the last few weeks show up for the very first time. And if you're here, we are so grateful that you chose to come hang out with this. And you need to know that we are unapologetically about you having a relationship with God. Like I'm talking about like a close, good, real, dynamic, growing relationship with God, not religion, not do's and don'ts, not this legalistic checklist of rules and regulations, not perfect church attendance, not giving money to a church. What we are about is you having a relationship with God that is close, that is real, that is consistent, and that only gets better. And here's what we believe in the heartbeat of this series is that that type of a relationship, a better and better relationship with God, it's found in the fundamentals, that that's where it's at. So in this series, we're talking about how you can actually have that type of a relationship with God. And in week one, we talked about the fundamental of prayer. And last week, in week two, we talked about the fundamental of the Bible. And if you missed either of those two messages, I encourage you to go check out our audio podcast. We, it's on Apple and Spotify. You can go back, catch up. But this week, if you're taking notes, we are talking about a very important fundamental that I promise you every single one of us has thought about it. And even maybe right now you're thinking about it. And it's the fundamental of purpose. We're gonna be talking about the fundamental of purpose. And so to start our conversation today, I wanna ask you a very easy question. Very easy. This is not a trick question. I know sometimes pastors like to trick you. That is not what I'm doing. This is not a trick question. This is a very easy answer. I promise you, you will know this. So on the count of three, I would love for you to answer this question out loud. Okay, we're on the same page. On the count of three, I want you to answer this question out loud. 
what is this? What am I holding in my hand on the count of three? One, two, three. A fork. That's right. Good job, church. You know exactly what this is. This is a fork. Right. And you know its purpose. That its purpose is for eating food. But imagine, just imagine with me if you somehow made it to church today and you had never seen one of these before in your entire life. That all of a sudden it dropped from the sky and you just found this and you wondered what this was. Now here's the thing. One of my friends by the name of Ariel actually experienced this and we were able to capture it live on video. So check, it, check this out. Whoa, what a swim. Scuttle, look what we found. Yeah, we're in the sunken ship and it was really creepy. Human stuff, huh? Hey, let me see. Oh, oh. look at this. Wow. This is special. This is very, very unusual. What? What is it? It's a dingle hopper. Humans use these little babies to straighten their hair out. See, just a little twirl here and a yank there, and boy, oh, like. Yeah, I got an aesthetically pleasing configuration of hair that humans go nuts over. <laughs> a dingle hopper. And so, my friend Ariel, she never seen one of these before. And so she doesn't know what it is. She doesn't know its purpose. And so she goes to her friend Scuttle and says, Scuttle, what is this and what's its purpose? By the way, our family has been crushing Disney Plus recently. And so you may see more of these in the future. We've just been seeing them. And, um, and you know, Scuttle, he confidently and enthusiastically says, this, oh, this right here, this is a dinglehopper. And this dinglehopper is used for fixing your hair. But the problem is, it's not a dinglehopper, and it's not for fixing your hair. Like, he's actually wrong. He didn't create it, but he tried to define it. And so for many of us, that is our story with purpose. We don't know who we are. We don't know why we're here. We don't know our purpose. We don't know why we're breathing. So we go to other people. So we go to college professors and they tell us who we are and our majors and the things that we study at school. And we go to our parents or we go to our family tree or our family of origin. We go to the neighborhood that we grew up in and they say, this is who you are and this is your purpose. We go to our jobs and our careers. We go to our politics. We go to our Enneagram number. We go to all these different things. We go to pop culture. We go to what Hollywood says. This is who we are and this is what we do. We go to social media and social media will tell us this is who you are and this is what you do. And, and they say, this is who you are and this is your purpose. And they may answer just like Scuttle, very enthusiastically. They may, they may answer very confidently, this is who you are. But what if just like Scuttle, they're wrong? I've realized this principle in life, that to find out what something truly is, ask the one who created it. Ask the one who created it to, to really, truly find out what something is, because the only person that has the right to define you is the one who created you. And God himself 
God himself who created you. He says this in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. He says, for I know the plans that I have for you. I have a plan for you. I have a plan for you. And those are plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Church, look me in the eyes. God has a plan for your life. Listen, God has a purpose for your life. And this may surprise you. This, may, this, this shocked me when I discovered this in God's word. But God created your purpose before he created you. He did. Before he created you, he created your purpose. Let me prove it to you. I'll give you three scriptures. Psalm 139, it says this in verse 13. He says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. And then I imagine David just sitting at a mirror just, and he starts feeling himself. He's like, okay, this is cool. I feel good about this. And he starts saying, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship, you know, it's a man who wrote this. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. And he said, You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. And then in Galatians chapter one, verses 15 and 16, it says, but even before I was born, God chose me and he called me by his marvelous grace then it pleased him to reveal his son to me so that I would proclaim the good news about Jesus. And then in Jeremiah chapter one, verses four and five, it says this, the Lord, make sure you get this. It says the Lord gave me this message, not his mama, not a friend, not a preacher, but the Lord gave him this message. He said this, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart. I love that. That I set you apart. And not only that, I appointed you. I gave you a purpose. I gave you a calling. And I appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Three different verses, all screaming this one very important message that we have to get today, that before you had a pulse, you had a purpose. Before your heart was beating, before you were here, God said, I got a purpose for you. Before you had a pulse, you had a purpose. And it's so important that we understand that, we get that, that you are not an accident. You are not a mistake. You are not insignificant. You are not randomly just sucking oxygen on this planet. You are breathing for a reason. And I promise you, it's not just to make money, pay bills and build a 401k. I'm telling you that you are breathing for a reason. And the Bible teaches us clearly that every person is created on purpose for a purpose. The Bible is very clear that every person, every person, including you, is created on purpose and for a purpose. And listen, I understand that that is very cliche. I understand that you come to a place like this and you expect a person like me to hold this and to be able to tell you things like God has a purpose for your life. I get it. I understand. And sometimes we can hear it so much that it becomes kind of white noise. But listen, church, can we please, can we please not let the frequency that we hear this statement, like somehow diminish the significance of that statement, that God has created you on purpose and for a purpose. 
that God has created you and you and you and you and you and you and person that even if you don't think so, yeah, you, every single one of us, he has created us on purpose and for a purpose. I love this quote. It says, one is not born into the world to do everything, but to do something. And I love that because that we were, every single one of us created on purpose for a purpose. And we are very passionate about this as a church. So I don't know if you realize this, I, I am fired up right now because we're passionate about this as a church because it's part of our vision as a church. And our vision, it simply answers the question, what do we wanna see for your life? That if you're here, maybe you're here for the first time, you need to know we have a vision for your life. In other words, that there's, there's these things that we want you to experience. And we built our church around this vision and really, we want to see every single person, including you, including your friends, including your family, including people that you go to work with and go to school with, every, your kids, every single one of the 2.1 million people in the greater Cincinnati area, we want to see every person go on this spiritual journey where they experience four things. And first is where they know God. It all starts with that. We want to see people have a relationship, a real relationship with God that they know him. And by the way, it's not knowing him here. It's knowing him here. That you know that you can have a relationship with God. And a lot of times people think that that's the finish line, but that is the starting line of what God wants to do in your life is to have a relationship with him. And then once you know God, then you can experience this. Then you can find freedom because because even if you make that decision, you start a relationship with God, sometimes there's still some junk and some issues and habits and addictions and things that we have and hurt and wounds from the past and all these things that somehow, even though your life has been changed, you still are carrying around this baggage from the past, which will always affect your future. And so we want to make sure that we help you experience freedom, that you don't have to live life with that anymore. And so where you can know God, then you can find freedom. And then what today's all about, we want you to discover your purpose. That every single one of you is breathing for a reason. And we want to do everything we can to help you discover the things that God put inside of you. And so we wanna help you discover that type of purpose so that you can do what all of us are created to do, not just people who stand up on platforms and hold microphones and play guitar, like every single one of us is created by God to make a difference. And I want you to understand this, that my dream as a pastor is not to fill auditoriums. My dream is not to make sure the parking lot is at full capacity. My dream is not to just add another service. My dream is to help as many people as humanly possible while my heart is beating to go through that. That's what I wanna see. That's my dream. My dream is for you to go through that and your friends and your family, as many people to experience that because if you do, I guarantee you that you will experience more fulfillment than ever before in your entire life. That you may go to bed with the same exact problems but your problems aren't gonna seem as big because you've experienced that much fulfillment. And I'm telling you, that's what we're passionate about. And I know that because I'm living my purpose. I can say this confidently that I am doing what God created me to do. I've never done anything where I know that I know that I know that I know that God put me on this planet to do this. I know, I know, and I don't say that arrogantly, I say that confidently knowing that God 
has called me to do this and I'm experiencing more fulfillment and more purpose than I could possibly even articulate to you. But that doesn't mean that life is perfect. Like I still got problems. I still got issues. That might, in fact, I got so many issues. Some of my issues got some issues. And so I'm, so I'm not trying to paint this picture that you find your purpose and then everything is perfect in life. That's not the case, but I promise you that I have fulfillment and that those things aren't as big because I know that I know that I know that I'm doing what God called me to do. I'm breathing for a reason and I found it. I've discovered my purpose. Listen, I was made for this. And here's what I want you to get today, that that is not just reserved for pastors. That is reserved for you. That is reserved for each and every one of you. That that is something that you can experience. You are designed by God to make a difference. But before you do that, you have to discover your purpose. And so we've created a way and a system to help you discover your purpose. In fact, those four things, our vision as a church, we've built systems to accomplish all four because a vision without a system to actually get it is a dream. And so we don't want just a dream, we want a vision that you can actually get to. And so we've built our church in a way to help you go on this spiritual journey. And our system for helping people discover their purpose is Growth Track. And if you've been around here for any length of time, this is the only thing that we announce each and every week. Each and every week, you will, it is like a broken record. Go to Grow Track, go to Grow Track. Have you been to Grow Track? You should go to Grow Track. You know, Grow Track is happening at the end of service. Grow Track, Grow Track, Grow Track, Grow Track. We talk about it all the time. And I want to make sure you understand what it is and why it is so important. And it's a three-step process. And listen, a three-step process to help you discover your purpose. It's not six months. It's not, hey, give us your credit card and we'll, in a year later, we'll tell you everything and we'll do, it's three weeks. It is three weeks, three weeks. And we'll even feed you, it's awesome. And so let me, it's a three-step process. And the first step is what we call get planted. And this is where we give you an opportunity to get planted in our church because we believe that your purpose and in in a local church is always connected. And so to be able to get planted in a local church and really if we had a membership class, it would be this. And so we, we tell you our story and how God called us to Cincinnati. We give you our mission and our vision, our values. We make sure that you understand some things like church government and how, how we run our finances. And so we, we do this thing called, called Get Planted. At the very end, we give you an opportunity to make our church your church. And you get to make that opportunity. And we do that every single month, the first and the third Sundays after both services. So we, we, we do it, we do it frequently. So that's, that's step one, it's called get planted. And then step two is called discover your design. And this is where, where the first one's more of a lecture, this one's a lab. And we kind of go through all these really fun like, like assessments for you to learn like your personality and how God uniquely wired you. And then we go through this thing where, where you'll get to discover these spiritual gifts that God put on the inside of you and we help you. And it's, it's so much fun uh, to where you really get to learn so much about yourself. And that happens every second and fourth Sunday of every single month. And then, we, then there's step three, which is simply join the team. And our team, we call it the dream team. And the dream team are people that serve around here and you see them all over the place on a Sunday. And really what we want is, is we, it's not necessarily that we want you to serve our dream. 
is that we want you to live out your dream on this team. And that's how we approach this because we wanna take what you learn in step two and how you're wired and how you're designed and how God uniquely made you. And we wanna find a place in our church for you to express that and live that out because you'll love it. You'll wanna do it forever and you'll, it'll make you come alive. And that, that's why we do this. And that's why everything we do points to that because there's ways that you are created that will really, that, that, that we need. And we'll be better if you're there because some of you are created and made by God to really take care of babies and to comfort them and to literally at, at their level, teach them about Jesus. I am not. <laughs> that is not how God wired me. You do not want me back there. Uh, with, with your, like I've got about a three minute grace period with a kid, not mine. And then it's like, here, I, I can't. And so... So this is what we'll never do as a church. We'll never say, guys, we need some people in the nursery. Come on, I know God is speaking to some of you right now. And we guilt you into going and doing that. No, because some of you aren't made to be back there. But some of you are. And, you, and, and you'll come alive when you're back there. And so that's, that's, this is kind of the plan for Growth Track. Those are our three steps. And I wanna invite you to start today. I wanna invite you to start today because here's the cool thing. If you do, if you start today, we have strategically placed this message in this series at this time so that if you start today, then you can finish in the next three weeks. You can do step one this week, step two the next week, and then step three in the third week. And so you can do that. And so that's something that's so big, but here's kind of our big like why. Here's our thesis for why we even do this whole thing called Grow Track, because we believe that God's, design in me reveals God's destiny for me. That's why we do that. It's because that's how, what we believe is that God designed you in a certain way and it points to what he wants you to do. In other words, it's how you're made points to what you should do. So here's what we try to do in Grow Track. And let me just kind of break this down and explain because the simplest way that I can explain the kind of the how we do it it's all about this big game of connect the dots. We try to connect the dots and we try to connect these dots. The first is your personality, is that it's how you're wired. It's kind of like how you're naturally wired. It's how you see the world, it's how you think. And so we take your personality and then we connect the dots to your spiritual gifts. These are like the things that you're naturally good at. It's your talents, your abilities, your strengths. It's kind of your sweet spot. And in Romans 12, 6, it says this. It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to, and here's the key word, each of us. Let me ask you a question. Are you an each? The answer is yes, you are an each. And so what this verse says is that God has given you a gift. In the Bible, it talks about 16 different spiritual gifts. And I promise you that you have at least one and that God himself has given it to you. And when you do it, it makes you come alive. And if you don't do it, I'm telling you, the world is missing out. And so we take your personality and then your spiritual gifts and then we connect it to your passions, your passions. And that's what really just fires you up. It's what you're passionate about. It's what you think about. It's what makes you just get excited when you think about those things. And, 
And we, we try to connect and say, hey, your passion has, has a role to play in this thing. And then the last one that we try to connect the dots, and this may surprise you, but I think this is huge. It's also your pain. So we take those four things and it includes your pain. And here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to understand, that God can and he will use your pain. He will. That's who God is. He's a redeemer. He is really good at that. He is really good at redeeming all the things that were hurtful in your life and taking it and using it to help other people. That's what he does. He is a redeemer. So God can and he will use your addiction and your bankruptcy, your divorce, your loss of a loved one, your eating disorder, your abuse, your unexpected diagnosis. In fact, I cannot think of a better way to kick the enemy, and I'm gonna be PC right here, in the teeth. I cannot think of a, of a better way to kick the enemy just straight in the teeth and to take something that was intended to destroy us, fight through it, redeem it, and then use it to help other people. I'm telling you, church, your pain has a purpose. It does. Your pain has a purpose. I love Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know, we know, we know that in all things, including that stuff, in all things, God works for the good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And here's what we believe, that when we connect those dots of those four things, it's like this neon flashing light telling you this is your purpose, telling you what you should do and telling you why you're breathing. And we want to find a place within our church for you to scratch that itch. But let me make sure that this is perfectly clear. We are not saying that your purpose is only serving in this church. It is one way that you can express the way that God has designed you. But what our goal in GrowTrack is not just to help us, but is to help you when you're out in this world. For you to know, you know what? God's made me to be an encourager. And he's put that inside of me. I didn't create that. He put that in me. So here, you know what I can do? I can jump and I can greet and I can encourage every single person that comes to our church. And I can scratch that itch. But then on Monday, I'm going to go to my job and I'm going to look every single person in the face and I'm going to encourage them. And that customer that I deal with, I'm going to encourage them. And I'm going to live my purpose at church and not at church. That you, we want to make sure that that's why we connect all those dots is to help you and to make sure that you are walking out your purpose. So I can't encourage you enough. Jump in Grow Track. Start today. Some of you have been kicking the tires around here for months. It's time. Let's go. We'll be better with you. So jump on the squad. It'd be awesome. And so I want to close with this. I want to close with a, um, the story in the scripture that I asked you to turn to at the very beginning, Acts chapter 9. And I love this story. It's been speaking to me so much this week as I've been preparing. It's so powerful. And it says this in Acts chapter 9, verse 1. It says, meanwhile, there's this guy named Saul. It says, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So this guy, he was eager to kill Christians. And this is actually the second time that Saul is mentioned. The first time was him watching in approval of people that were killing a man named Stephen for following Jesus. So this guy is not a good guy. He's not the poster child for ministry. He's not the guy that's like, oh, that's a guy you'd pick to do a lot of cool things for God. 
It's the guy that's killing Christians, that's wanting to kill Christians. And then he goes on to say, so he went to the high priest and he requested letters addressed, addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of Christians, of the followers of the way that he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. And he's sitting there saying, and here's what I read when I read that first paragraph. He's saying, I'm a dingle hopper. And this is what my purpose is. This is who I am. And what my purpose is, is to kill Christians and to persecute them and to get them to prison. That's what I'm supposed to do with my life. And then in verse three, it says, as he was approaching Damascus on this mission, this assignment that God's given me, this is who I am. This is my purpose, a light from heaven suddenly. And by the way, I underlined that word because my biggest prayer this week is that today will be a suddenly moment for you where something changes forever. This suddenly moment where life was going one way and then because of what happened, because of what God speaks to you today, that all of a sudden you go, that when we walked in one way, we walk out different because we had this suddenly moment with God where everything changed. And listen, I can preach the paint off the walls. We can have worship teams come up and lead the best worship in the world. We can do lights and all these things, but we can't do that. Only God can do that. Only God can do this suddenly moment that can change everything. And it says this light, it shone down around him and he fell to the ground and he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he asked, who are you? And then the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one that you're persecuting. Now, maybe you don't know the rest of the story. Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard it. Maybe you do know this story, but I want you to just imagine that maybe you've never heard this story. What would you imagine Jesus would say next? What would you think that when he finally got to this guy, that was doing all these different things to hurt and to persecute Christians. And my plan is to arrest as many as I can. And if we can kill a few along the way, even better. And finally, he stops and says, I am Jesus, the one you're persecuting. What, what do you imagine that he would say next? I mean, I'd imagine he'd say stuff like, now you're gonna pay. Like you've crossed the line, you've gone too far, you made too many mistakes, and I'm gonna deal with you personally. Get ready to get what you deserve. But I want you to know today that that's not how Jesus rolls. He doesn't roll that way with you and I, and he doesn't roll that way with this guy named Saul. Listen to what he says. He says in the next verse, verse six, he says, now get up and go, get up and go. And I'm praying for a get up and go moment for you. Get up and go into that city. I'm gonna give you a purpose. I'm gonna change your direction. You are not a dingle hopper and you are not made to go do that. says, get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And he doesn't punish him. He doesn't give him what he deserves. He gives him an assignment. He gives him a brand new purpose. And nine verses later, this is what he says about Saul in verse 15. It says, but the Lord said, go for Saul, get this, is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles, which is us, and to the kings, as well as the people of Israel, everybody, everybody on planet earth. 
He is my chosen instrument out of all the people, guys, out of all the people in the whole wide world, that's who he chose. Out of all the people, really? Out of all the people, this guy? It's because he doesn't see him for who he is. He doesn't see him for what he's done. He sees him for his potential. He sees who he could be. And this story, it points us to this truth that is true in Saul's life and it's true in our life, that we will never discover our purpose apart from Jesus, never. We will never discover our purpose apart from Jesus. And Saul, he goes on to be, become the apostle Paul, one of the most influential followers of Jesus to this day. He wrote 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament. He started a whole bunch of churches. He led a whole lot of people to Jesus. He lived this life of legacy where thousands of years later, we are still talking about him today. But that all started with this moment, this suddenly get up and go moment where Jesus looked him in the eyes and said, I've got a purpose for you. You're not too far gone. I've got a purpose for you. And I believe that today is a suddenly get up and go moment for you too. Listen, God created you on purpose for a purpose. God created you on purpose for purpose. You may not believe that, but I'm gonna, just gonna keep saying it over and over again. God created you on purpose for a purpose. You may think you're disqualified. You may think that you've made too many mistakes, that you grew up in the wrong neighborhood, that you, you grew up in the wrong family, that because my dad did this and my granddad did this and I'm just doomed to do that and all these things, you may think that you're too old or you're too young. Listen, I'm telling you that it doesn't matter what your past is, what you did last year, the zip code you grew up in, it doesn't matter what you did last night. God created you on purpose for purpose. And if you get tired of me saying that, tough, I'm gonna keep saying it, deal with it. And if you keep coming back here, I'm telling you, I'm never gonna stop changing this message that God created you on purpose for purpose. God created you on purpose for purpose. God created you on purpose for purpose. But I'm telling you, and I love you enough to tell you the truth is that, but you will never discover that purpose apart from Jesus. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And right here, before we leave, I want you to ask God right here in the privacy of this moment. I wanna ask that you stay to the very end, stay locked in and just right now, will you just ask God, God, what are you saying to me? What are you speaking to me? Maybe pray this in your heart and just say, God, what is my next step? What is my response gonna to be to today? And maybe your response is very practical. Maybe the response is to start the grow track or to finish the grow track. Maybe you're here and you've never made the decision to follow Jesus and you've never given your life to Jesus. And today you find yourself at church and you feel very far from God. And like I said earlier, you will never discover your purpose apart from Jesus. So we want to give you the opportunity to make things right with him. We want to give you the opportunity and we do this every single week, every single service. We wanna give you the opportunity to make the best decision of your life, to make the decision to follow Jesus, to start a relationship with him, to receive a brand new fresh start and to be able to start, or maybe for some of you is to restart a relationship with God 
and we're not gonna point you out. We're not gonna embarrass you. We're not gonna make you come forward, anything like that. We're gonna, all, this is what we're gonna do. We're just going to pray a prayer. And if you wanna be included in that prayer, I'm gonna ask you to take a step of faith. And that step of faith is with every eye closed and every head bowed to just raise your hand on the count of three and say, include me in that prayer. That's the decision that I need to make today. So if that's you and that's the decision that you need to make on the count of three, I just want you to boldly put your hand up in the air and say, include me. I know I need a fresh start. I need to start or restart my relationship with God. If that's you on the count of three, I want you to just raise your hand and say, include me in that prayer. One, two, three. If that's you, just raise it up. I got you. I got you. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. 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 Anybody else? Include me in that prayer. I got you. I got you. It's great. Anybody else? Got you right there in the back. It's awesome. Got you. It's great. You can put your hands down and just pray something like this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I love you so much and I need you. I need you. And I'm sorry if I've lived my life without you. Will you come live inside me? Will you change me and make me brand new? God, I surrender my whole life to you, everything. I give you my life. And today, I choose to follow you. Not just for today, not just for this week, not even just this year, the rest of my life, I choose to follow you. I love you and I thank you so much for what you've spoken to me today. Thank you for Jesus. And it's through Jesus that we pray and everybody said, amen. Come on church, can we celebrate like it's the first time that we've ever done it for people that just made that decision. We are so proud of you. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People.